Welcome back, everyone, to episode 35 of the Jader and Kyle Show. Uh, it's coming to you a little sooner than later, guys. Uh, we just, you know, got to fit in our schedules. I got a busy week this week. So, but it's always good to be back. Always good to be talking to you guys. And always good to see you, Jader. How's everything going? Long time no see, sir. Right? It's been uh, like three days. <laughs> three days. Uh, I'm good, man. Uh, busy as hell this week, dude. Super busy. Yeah. Yo, can, can I tell you a story about what happened recently? Absolutely. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So the last episode we did was Horrible Bosses. And recently I had <laughs> I had a, my coworker, one of my good friends, uh, she got fired a couple of days ago for something bullshit that didn't even happen. Um, something really stupid. And it's she works Stay with the there, job dude. I'm with right now. Yep. Something didn't even happen, but she got fired for it. So I didn't even realize doing horrible bosses was kind of like a, a sign of what we were of the circumstance I was in before we did the show. But then we did the show. I took some shots while I was in the show. We had a good time. Oh no, um, no, no! Uh, very brief interruption. I promise you. Yeah. Someone literally texted me, and they were like, "Saw the shade you threw from that from <laughs> the horrible boss episode." They're like, "I couldn't agree with you more." I know that was like the bane of your existence. And I was like, yeah, man, I was like, no names were thrown. They're like, no, you did it very classy. So it's continue. funny the way you bring it up because, uh, the day after my boss drives a half hour with his newborn child to see me at work is like, so I listened to your show for the first time the other day, uh, on my way here. I'm like, Oh really? Which episode did you listen to? Of course I know what episode he listened to. It was horrible bosses. And yeah. he's, I'm thinking to myself, I took some shots at you. I didn't say your name, but you know exactly what you did. And he's like, like I thought I'm about to lose my job at this point, or at least I'm going to get reprimanded something. And he's like, I deserve those shots. What I did wasn't right. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. So I, nice. I I dodged the bullet with that last episode. But well, just that's why I'm very quiet about this shit sometimes, man. I mean, it was obviously the subject that we were talking about, and we always relate, try to relate our our the movies that we see with real life situation. So that's right. kind of what happens. It is what it is, but that's why I'm kind of quiet about some of this shit, but that's good. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I was feeling some anger going into it. So I, I just kind of had to let loose, but I never, I never expected them to listen to an episode and of but course. now you're going to do it. Okay. <laughs> he got that phone call. He was like, dude, <laughs> you got to listen to this fucking show. I know. You know Imagine but, uh, if you did bosses too tonight. Oh no. Yeah, oh, that'll be fair. Um, yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, Jader, be quiet. What are you doing here? We're professionals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Jader, so what's been going on? You said you said you're really busy lately. Everything's been going good in your world, though? Uh, so far, so good. At least this week, man. This week has been awesome. We, um, we've been so busy. The only... Oh, oh, you're quiet. You're muted. You're muted right now. Hold on. Jade, are you muted? Your mic. Yeah, you got to unmute it. Sorry, guys. This is live. I'm I can so sorry. You. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I don't know what happened. Uh, anyways. But, um, yeah, we've been we've been very, very busy. The only thing that sucked is yesterday out of every – all freaking day. We were the busiest on Sunday, right? Um, people were coming in nonstop. Our systems went down. All of T-Mobile went down from, like, 2.30 to, like, to like we closed. So no one can finance anything. 
you know, everything was either bought outright or or they had to go home. I had like three customers literally dish out like thousand dollars for iPhones because they were in desperate need. Like they had no phone and they had no other choice. So busy as hell. It sucked. Yesterday was the only day that was kind of like mad, but I mean, we've been super busy, which I thank God for because usually January kind of dies down after Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been uh, it's been great, man. Well, even though we're busy, we still make time to do the show, still make time to see you guys. And we are joined by a special guest today, uh, someone that you might be familiar with if you're fans of the Schmodown. If not, he's going to introduce himself to you guys today. Please welcome James White to the Jader and Kyle Show. James, welcome. Thanks, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, you know an honor to be on the show. Happy to be here. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for it's a pleasure to have you. I know you and uh, I guess we were all in the same area at the same time uh, at one point yeah. that we didn't realize it. So, I mean, Mac Jader, I mean, if you want to take it from here, back when uh, you first got your part in the Schmodown. Yeah, uh, we were just discussing this backstage when I was introducing you guys. But uh, pretty much, um, uh, James was the second person that I talked to uh, right after I, I had, I mean, after I, you know, I had met, you know, Christian and, uh, and uh, Dan Murrow and Roka and them. Uh, but yeah, he just walked over to me and he was, I was, I was honestly like shook at that time. It was, it was, you know, an unreal experience. And I remember I had a beer in my hand and I was just like, oh my God, like I needed to down that beer. And uh, James came up to me and he's like, hey man, congratulations. You killed it up there. And you know, so on and so forth. Um, I honestly thought you were, um, like a rookie as well in the showdown since you were hanging with, you know, the, the, the showdown crew and all that. I thought you were part of it. And I was like, why don't I know this guy? I'm like, have I missed <laughs> Like, but I was like, all right, every, again, you were very nice. And, um, but I had no idea. So how did you come? Like when you were in Orlando, you had, you had already known, you said you were hanging with, you know, Dan Merle and Roca and Emma five for them. Um, how did you come about? How did you find this? Tell us your story, bro. Well, I, I, can't even remember how I found the Schmodown. You know, it was just one of those things where it just popped up into my my feed. I was like, I love trivia, I love movies. Holy shit, this is this is perfect. Um, yeah. So I was I was watching everything, um, and I was always a, a big Screen Junkies fan of Dan Merle um, when they were doing uh, movie fights. So when he first came on to the Schmodown um, in a big way in like season three when he was playing against Campia in that first that's big what match. I saw. That was that was the, I think. The, my first introduction into it. I think I had seen a couple clips from like the season one, season two and after Buzz studios. Yeah. Um, but that's when I really got interested in watching it and started watching it a lot. Um, but I got like myself kind of into the community because um, I became friends with Janine. Uh, Janine and I would talk on Twitter and stuff about like movie fights and things like that. We became Twitter friends. And so when I, got out uh, a chance to go to a live event out in LA. I think it was the second live event they did. And um, I ran into Janine, we hung out there and she got to bring me back and, and introduce me to some people. So she definitely got my foot in the door, being able to meet people and kind of get into the community a little bit that way. And then I yep. came out again for uh, for free for all when they did free for all at, um, at the El Portal and that that was just the best man everybody was there so i got to to meet everyone and introduce myself and and got to hang out i was i was up in the balcony with all the competitors so we were standing next to each other answering the questions as they came so i got to like show that i knew a little bit of what i was talking about there and it kind of got my my name into some ears 
uh, around around the uh, the backstage. So that way, I was trying to to get my foot into the door and get uh, get my my place into uh, into the league, man. So yeah. how did it actually? I'm sorry to interrupt, Kyle, my bad. So how did it actually happen? Um, who gave you that phone call? Like, hey, you're gonna be in the draft. What's it, going on? How, um, did it, how did that go? It it didn't. <laughs> so yeah, I. <laughs> I uh, was just playing in some some matches in in some of the leagues and and I wasn't winning any championships or anything there so I was I was just trying to, to hopefully you know get drafted but some friends of mine you know spoke highly enough of me that it got me at least into like the draft mind and then I don't know Robert Burnett was just kind of crazy and took me super early like I dude I was, dude, I was just, you were <laughs> sitting like two seats away from me right and me and you had already talked to each other we said hello that day and we're you yeah. know catching up and all that um and i was like all right so i'm like i and in my head i'm like man i really hope he gets drafted but i didn't know how soon we would get drafted. i honestly even told kyle i'm like i think i'd go in in the sixth round uh yeah. i'm like just because um just because the there was buzz around my name and you know um i felt like you know i feel like christian did kind of like push my name out there on on sen from what he had seen and and whatnot, and I appreciate everything he do, he's done for me so far. But um, I honestly I honestly think that um, there was some buzz, right? I didn't know because I I and this is a common mistake that has happened over and over again. People think that I come from the fan leagues. I I didn't. Right. I've never played in the fan leagues, and um, I knew you had some hype around you through the fan leagues, right? Because when your name got uh, addressed that you were going to be in the draft, like there, you know, we had already been friends. On, on Facebook and Twitter and all that. And, you know, your name was circling around. I'm like, all right, so people know him. But I had no idea. They're like, no, dude. And then he took you second. I was like, what the fuck is going on, dude? I was like, <laughs> so was this I. is fucking insane. I, I know. I remember because I, like, again, you were – it was me, Silvestrina, Janine, and then you. So you were, like, three yeah. people away from me, right? And when I turned and looked at you, you had this shocked fucking face. Like I had the same look on like, my face as you did when I ran into you in Orlando. <laughs> yes, dude, exactly. The deer exactly. in the headlights. What the hell just happened? Look. What the hell just happened? And everybody yeah. was like, what the fuck did he like? Insane. Me more so than anybody. Trust me. Yeah. Look, I, I, I went into um into the draft with the exact same mindset as you. Like I, I flew out because I wanted to hang out with my friends, of course. go to the draft, and hopefully get drafted. It's like, I I would, like, all right, if I get if I get picked in the seventh, eighth round, you know, just somebody takes a flyer on a new guy, it's yeah. fine. That's that's the, what I'm looking for. Um, I was not expecting to be picked in the second round. I will tell you that. Round, dude. Yeah, man. You got imagine. Uh, you speak. Uh, you you know you were talking about Janine introducing you. Janine got drafted drafted in I think in the third or something. Yeah. So the Trini was in the fourth or something like that. It was, it was um, ridiculous. And, it and was I. Crazy. I I apologized to Janine. I was like, there's no reason for me to be picked ahead of you. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was no, like, no. I have not proven myself whatsoever. I mean, that, was, that honestly wasn't even your fault, you know? No. I, it, it's, out, it's out of your control. We all know that Robert Meyer Burnett does some crazy things, and somebody <laughs> probably just mentioned my name in passing, and he was like, all right, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shock the world and just do this, and there yeah. it is. It just happened there to be the guy dragged into it. <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. No, it's funny. I feel like you guys have kind of stepped in at the right time. You got your foot through the door because I see this list that Harloff puts out of rookies that are coming in. And I'm thinking to myself, it's about to get really crowded. But you guys have names right now. Your names hold weight. So I feel – how does that feel knowing that there's a whole crop of rookies coming for both of you, but also that you are a little bit established at the same time? Um, well, for me, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm established enough because I only was able to play two matches this year. Um, 
where I was I was hoping to to get in, you know, win a match, continue, just keep on going. But mm. you know, COVID, you know, like it did everything else in the world, just kind of shut us down. So had to sit there and play the waiting game. I didn't get you know my first match until like June, July. I can't remember. Um, it was something like that. Um, and you got traded around during the deadline. Yeah, right? I had yeah. one trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. It's it's you know I'm I'm one and one in the league, but I feel like I I wasn't able to cement myself the way I wanted to. Um, especially coming out in that the first match, I didn't play up to my ability in that first match. Um, and you know it's probably nerves playing. You know, Christian. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Do you think it was it was nerves that was that was happening? I'm sure. You know, uh, the first round, you know how it is. You know, sometimes you just get hit with stuff you don't know. And it just happened to be a couple movies in there that I didn't know and a couple easy mistakes that I made in that match um, that I was kicking myself afterwards. Um, but, yeah, you know, sitting like this across from Christian and Mark for the first time, it probably definitely had uh, an effect on me. But I was able to, you know, calm myself and control myself enough to sweep round three and, and move on. And I think I showed a much better um, performance in my loss against William Bibiani than I did even in my my win against Frank Moran um, because I, I could have easily, you know, won that match against Bibiani had I made one crucial uh, had not made one crucial error there in the second round, it would have at least forced him to hit a five pointer. Um, But alas, you know, it is what it is, but I'm I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this, this season, hopefully, uh, you know, I get picked up again. You never know what's going to happen with all these rookies coming in. Like you say, you know, you might see teams that are, wanting to to draft the next Adam Collins and take flyers on some of these new people. There um, you go. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I just know that uh, once I, I get my opportunity, I can't miss it. Yeah, so, man. No, I, yeah. I, uh, one of the things that I, honestly, I love that they're giving such opportunities to the rookies. Um, I think we had a very good freshman class. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I, a, a rookie won. You know the whole, shit. <laughs> the whole shit, you know, and uh, bad, man. <laughs> no, 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 not that, not even that. No, I feel I'm like, so I feel like, we, we you know, he yeah. crushed it. And he's such a, he's such a cool dude, man. He's just a very mellowed out chill dude that just knows his fucking shit, you know? Um, but I, I love it. I love, I love exactly what Kyle just said. We're, we're, you know, established again. I'm not going to lie. I've had, you know, some managers reach out. But nothing is set in concrete. Right. I know I'm going to go into the draft. I don't think I'm going to be the in the free agency signing, uh, to be completely honest with you. I've had talk, but I feel like I am going to be going into the draft. Like that's, uh, Do I feel like I will be picked up? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's going to be like a, a cement pick. You know, obviously there's so many, you know, established players already. And we're, this is our first year. We, you know, and I always go back to a lot of rookie, excuse a lot of rookie, um, uh, showings or first year showings when you go to you see what your Batemans did and what your Rokas did their first year and things mm-hmm. and like that and you just kind of like you're like all right so if they were here on this level if I keep busting my ass and studying and doing what I got to do I can be them you know in two in two years or this season or and whatnot you know yeah. um I love this thing I'm so happy to be a part of it I was obsessed with it like I still am obviously but I was completely obsessed with the Schmodown where I couldn't miss an episode. We were talking about it all the time. I would on, I have the game on my phone and just <laughs> practice on the game over and over again. Um, and I, I feel like it's going to be a, a great year. The only thing, again, what you said on COVID was like hitting the nail on the head. It sucked. Um, you just, you said that seeing Mark and Christian, obviously, and you know, your nerves kind of probably kicked in. 
the what made me calm was actually them because I knew that I had to face, you know, a uh, Jim Bevada, which, you know, it, is, it was an established player, uh, Tom, all that stuff. So I was more nervous about facing them than being one-on-one -on -one with Christian because, again, I managed to hang out with, you know, talk to Christian on Twitter or when we would see each other in person, he was just very always very nice. He would take his time and pull me to the side and we'd have, you know, 10, 15 minute conversations back and forth, this and that and that. I've actually hung out with Ellis multiple times. Uh, the night before the draft, I went out with Dagnino and Ellis. Like, I, I know anybody in town. You know, I didn't know Janine and I didn't know um, Rachel and, you know, I didn't know anyone, you know. And uh, as soon as I touched down, Ellis was like, hey, man, I'm at the comedy store. Come through. And I went with him, Dagnino showed up after, and I hung out with them the whole night right before the draft, you know? So yeah, once I finally, and obviously when I went to, I know you couldn't make it to the in-studio match. I, I lucked out by a week. I yeah. literally lucked out by a week. I missed out by like a day. I, yeah. I was flying in and the the match got canceled 20 minutes before my plane hit the ground. <laughs> so yeah, that was... That was a fun one. And yeah, so I'm on in, stuck in LA for a week and you can't even leave the house. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's the best. That's a good time uh, in LA, isn't it? But let, let's transition away from Schmodown for a second here. James, I want you to kind of introduce yourself to our audience. Like, who are you? Where do you come from? What do you do? Where, <laughs> where do you live in this country? Like, tell, tell people what you want them to know about you. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I grew up in Florida, but I was, uh, I'm born in in uh maryland where i'm living now so that's why uh, i'm one of the few orioles fans around <laughs> um but yeah uh so that's that's where the gator came from you know i went to the university of florida so i'm a big gators fan uh down there in florida um i still got a ton of family down there i don't want to see that get that out of here um so yeah i still got a ton of family down there i still go down uh, a couple times a year unfortunately not this year because of everything but yeah living here on the east coast um just you know, loving movies and, and trying to, uh, to make my way in the world, you know, just like all the rest of us trying to stay safe right now because, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. I'm a, uh, a bartender. So kind of stuck out there in the, in the front right now, as it is, uh, when I'm, when I'm at work, but, uh, trying to, uh, you know, oh, we have some that in common. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jader, it's funny because he's probably one of our few Florida guests that we've actually had. We, we usually don't have people from Florida on our show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Nobody wants to admit that they're from there. <laughs> I, I'm a proud, I'm a proud Miami guy. I don't want to say Florida boy, but I'm, I'm a proud Miami guy. I love, I love saying where I'm from. Man. Yeah, man. Miami I, uh, I grew up in, uh, in Brevard County. So over there, uh, space coast center, uh, yeah. space center in the space coast. Uh, so it's Florida is a weird state, man, because there's so many different places. Like you have the South in Florida, if you're up in the panhandle and like Northern Florida, and then you go down to Miami and it's little Havana and you get into the <laughs> to uh fort myers and all that and it's fort like myers. retirees it's it's a weird state yeah it is a weird state they're just it's so extreme it's, it's so extreme the different type of people people it's it a huge melting pot of just extreme shit here but uh but it, yeah you know, so. it, it, yeah it's like a sea of old people in the middle surrounded by all these different uh groups of people from young to from young to different uh ethnicities and all that but in the middle it's just a bunch of retired people that you have to kind of swim through <laughs> or tourists <laughs> drive really fast through those well, yeah while they're driving <laughs> slow <laughs> yeah dude um so, right. 
otherwise let's uh let's talk about this so james when jader asked you to come on the show there was one movie that you said that you wanted to talk about and we're just going to jump right into it and that's the way way back so why is this the movie that you chose because it's funny i love this movie too and it's Mm -hmm. one of these movies that i've revisited almost every year since i've seen it but i want to hear why you connect to it first um, it's one of those movies that I don't think it's looked at nearly enough. When when I hear people talking about uh, movies and independent films or Searchlight movies, um, I don't hear The Way Way Back brought up a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those movies that anytime that somebody asks me to recommend something or, or, hey, I need to watch a movie, what should I watch? I always say The Way Way Back because I think it needs to get a lot more eyes on it. It's a really heartwarming uh, coming-of-age story that's just hilariously funny got a lot of good dramatic moments um and it's it's just a fun movie from beginning to end and it always ben affleck, ben affleck was great in it <laughs> it always uh it always makes me really really happy at the end of the movie it's like it's one of those movies that anytime that i'm just kind of feeling down or i just not not having a great day i can pop that on and just feel good by the end of it it's a nice tight hundred minute movie it's great it makes you feel like there's good people around. And mm-hmm. I, I think what I really connected to the most when I think we're probably all going to have the same opinion is Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Having that guy out there who's just, he's a good person. Yeah. He's got some of his flaws, but he's that person who's going to encourage you. He's going to be there for you. And when we're feeling down or lonely, that's someone that we can kind of connect to as, you know, he, he would understand me if I were to meet him. I want to meet someone like that. And I don't know about you guys, but that was the one thing that really sucked the first time I watched it. And then as you get more and more familiar with film, you're like, damn, Steve Carell can play a dick really good. Or I've never seen Liam James again. <laughs> like there's so many things that you, that go through your mind as you watch it. Jader, that brings me to you. This is your first time seeing this movie. It was, was your experience. Um, it was, I, let me tell you, I've heard of this film. I saw the trailer for this film. I knew it came out in theater the whole night. And I, I like these movies. I like your coming of age, you know, kind of like, it's not a dark comedy, but your drama comedies and all that. I, I, I really enjoy these films. Um, I never got around to it. It came out and it was just one of those movies that just fell by the side and just, it never happened for me. Um, I had chances to watch this movie, but there was always something that I wanted to see more. Um, but I felt like I did see this movie at the right time. Uh, and w- what I mean by that is I resonated with a lot of these characters, especially Duncan, and not on a person, not on a me level, not on a, that, that's how I am. Um, I saw Duncan like my son, mm-hmm. right? Again, uh, as many of you know, my son is on the spectrum. You know, he's high on the spectrum, but he is on the spectrum. I'm not saying that Duncan is autistic in the movie, but he has a lot of the autistic uh, characteristics. The loner, just the way he is, um, he's just very to himself, very like hermit crab. And a lot of autistic kids are like that, right? And he can even be awkward. And there's a lot of situations where he was just so good at being awkward, where I kind of saw Adrian watching this film. And I was like, man, I wonder if Adrian's going to be like this growing up, you know? And... Um, I uh, honestly, and we'll talk about this later. I uh, I added a a category for this um, a little bit later, but we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, just the way that um, the opening scene to me, yes, um, immediately I wanted to punch Steve Carell in the face. And that opening scene is autobiographical. Uh, autobiographical. It, yeah, it's is it? 
Yeah, Jim Rash wrote that because his stepfather asked him the same question when he was 14. Yes. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And shit, it man. really hits hard at the end when uh, Duncan is crying to Owen at the top of the at, in the lifeguard vest. And mm-hmm. he's like, he called me a three. Who does that to a person? Well, and you're like, person, yeah. yeah, that's that, like to use words that hit so hard to really demoralize. Like there was no reason for Steve Carell's character to do that, but to demoralize Duncan, but to bring him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. he, doesn't, he knows that by and saying he was that, a better. Such a bastard about it too, because everybody was knocked out of the car. Like he wouldn't do that shit in front of the mom. You got me yeah. in front of Tony Collette, which she was the the whole cast. Honestly, this was one of the toughest lists for me to do because there's so many standouts and so many great characters in this. Um, but going back to that scene, just that opening scene alone, I was like, is this one of these where he's just being a prick or he's? I'm going to push you to do better. Like what Sam Rockwell does to him. He's like, I'm going to say something that's that low. So he can see that he is more than a three. So I didn't know how to take it at first, but obviously in retrospect, you're a piece of shit. And I'm in my head. I'm like, I would fucking kill him. If anyone speaks to my kid this way, yes. like we're going to, we're going to have issues, you know? Um, so it's just, it's, I, again, took it more on a personal level because I'm like, I, will i want to be the sam rockwell to my to duncan uh to my son to adrian you know Mm -hmm. so it just it hit me and i feel like i needed to watch this movie now because again my son was two when this song this movie came out i don't think it would have hit me the same as i see it now so i honestly straight up wanted to thank you for picking this movie because it really took me by surprise and it's exactly what you said it's a movie that had me again it was sad when you know i felt like bad when it, you need to feel bad but it left the biggest smile on my face it yeah. really did it's such a great film i actually wrote that on on facebook that i was like if you guys have not seen this movie jump on the show um that's why i kind of want to keep it uh, uh spoiler free even though it's been out for a little bit um just just in case people haven't seen this movie um yeah. because it, it's one of these movies that that it definitely and i will be recommending it non-stop now to whoever hey what movie do i what, watch the way way back get back to me it made me feel like the first time i saw peanut butter falcon um it was one of those movies that i felt like uh it was just a feel-good movie um with obviously thematic elements in it um but i feel like it was equivalent to re- like just uh, a movie uh reciprocating a hug to you like it's just a movie that hugs yeah. you and you're just like this is great this you feels know? like a warm blanket sometimes it is it is it is it was it was great i yeah. absolutely love this I feel like one of the reasons why it feels that way too is the whole vacation aspect of it. It's an escape. You feel like you could go to You're on this journey with them. Yes. And from the moment he, it's called the way, way back because he sits in the way, way back of that car driving the entire time. And you can feel just how distant it's got. It's like a symbol. He's so distant and turned away from the world because he doesn't feel like people care about him. He doesn't know how to act in this world. And Liam James, he, really nails the awkwardness from the way he walks to having his arms slightly bent when he dances um when he's ever he's having a conversation and can't get a word out you really feel like this is actually not liam james acting this is liam james himself that's how great he is as this and i feel like that goes for a lot of the cast as we go down the list um with sam rockwell just being this bundle of joy that you feel like you can connect with steve carell if i didn't know steve carell from the office i would have thought that he is the biggest douchebag yeah, in the world. from if- any other movie and honestly my my uh, step said it step was watching the movie 
and she's like, I hate him in this movie. She goes, he, she's so lucky that I watch The Office all the time and I know he's not this person. She goes, but he's such a piece of shit in this. And I'm like, absolutely. Like he's, he's a 40 year old virgin. Like, yeah, no, exactly. No, and she obviously goes back to her 40 year old virgin is one of her, she said it many times. Well, on the times that she was on the show, 40 year old virgin is one of her favorite movies of all time. She can quote that movie back, back forward uh, all around, right? And she was like, I have never seen him in this in this light. And she mentioned the movie Dan in Real Life, which I haven't seen either. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, this has a Dan in Real Life vibe to it. She's like, but he's Duncan. Um, he He's Duncan in, in that movie. So she's like, um, I thought it was going to be a, a laugh out loud comedy. She goes, it has its funny moments. She goes, but it's overall drama. Uh, she goes, it's a really good film. You have to see that because I haven't seen that. So I'm probably going to put it on the queue this week to uh, to catch up with that. But he was just, he was such a prick in this. Mm-hmm. Prick. Yeah, and he doesn't, and he doesn't, um, there's no redeeming arc for him. He just stays that way the whole movie where I'm like, because it's Steve Carell. He's so, he's such a, a lovable actor, you know? And, and we always like, he's always the opposite role, which was great. He did fantastic in this, right? It's just, it, it he sucked. He sucked. Yeah. I, I think that it's, kind of a point to not have a redemption arc for him though because you know if if he had a redemption then everything else around the movie would have suffered um i i you you let him stay a dick and everything else just kind of rises around him and yeah a good movie needs a good antagonist and he's he's a damn good antagonist in this and he really affects all the characters and like someone i want to shout out is tony collette in this tony collette what she, her character goes through is very real for a lot of uh, single moms out single there. Single moms, yep. They're I where absolutely agree, man. They do where you make decisions. We're actually just women who have been cheated on before. You make decisions for other reasons other than happiness, and mm-hmm. it really like it can affect your personal well being if you don't if you don't make the right choices. And I felt that from Tony Collette. You could see her slowly collapsing as the film goes on, and that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I like that they didn't write her as a naive, blind person. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of feel that in the beginning where you're like, do you not see? But she sees it from the very beginning. If you pay attention, like when he's um, when Steve Carell's doing his thing. Right. And Duncan sees sees it. Um, and, you know, he comes back and he tosses her the marshmallows. And then Amanda Pete's character comes back and, and, you know, throws her the thing. Like when she sees Amanda, she goes, oh, you've gone all this time and all you brought was marshmallows. And then Amanda Pete's character comes right behind him, like kind of like fixing herself. You can see her eyes kind of like, what did I just see? You know? And she's like, and she ha- also had that not again face, you know, where I'm like, oh, okay, so she's not, she's not going to be in denial. Cause I thought what was going to happen was that, you know, Duncan was going to tell her and she was like, are you crazy? You just don't like them. Yada, yada, yada. But that wasn't the case at all. It was very, like, very realistic writing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then again, slowly starts crumbling when she starts, when he, you know, when he, you know, the thing that happens and he's gone. And then um, I, for, and I forget, I forget this guy's last name. Uh, uh, Rob, uh, Rob Cordry. Cordry. Rob Cordry. And, um, and he's saying that the boat's been out for weeks and, and just, just that light bulb comes on where she needs to take that breath. And I love the way that uh, Duncan just steps up and be like, hey, like, I know you know, and you're better than this. You know, wake up. 
and then she doesn't want to cause a scene. That's the only part where I'm like, uh, I understand. But the way that Duncan A defends his mom, because it's something that I would absolutely do again, growing up with a uh, with a single mom, like single my mom. mom here, they're in a very tiny home with each other, a single apartment with one. Where bed. she's obviously the outsider, doesn't know anyone there. The only person she really has is her son, and mm-hmm. the way he stands up for her, and then. You know, Steve Carell kind of like hey, telling him to calm down and he shoves him and he's like, don't touch me. Like, you di- like basically, you disrespected my mom. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I love that scene so much because, again, it was it was heartbreaking, but at the same time, um, a little relieving that, you know, you had this shy kid that, you know, is very, you know, awkward and, you know, doesn't say much throughout the film. But he, you know, when the time when the time came, he stepped up for his mom. And it's something that he wouldn't have done a week earlier while they're there. You know, it's something that it took him, you know, being around Owen and being around all these people that have kind of gotten him out of his shell. I think it took that for him to stand up to Trent. Um, It's it's something that it wouldn't have done, you know, when they first got there. You know, he's probably had these feelings for a long time um, building up inside of him. Um, But it's it took coming out of his shell and it took getting more self-confidence for him to, to stand up and, and take his mom's side and make sure that, you know, Hey, you're not going to hurt her. You're, you know, you stand back. We're, yeah. we're even, you he, know, he takes the abuse throughout the film. Like, and this is what I really like about this film too, is the subtleties. It's not over the top. I'm going to demoralize you. It's the little things. It's, Hey, buddy, were you laying on my car? Calling him buddy, first of all, is very mm-hmm. yeah. Even though oh, you don't no, all he the time. like you. And then laying on top of the car and you put a dent in it. Even though he knows you put a dent in it, he's like, oh, it just must have been the bags. Or the worst thing is making him wear the life vest on the boat when yeah, no one else is wearing a life vest. Shittiest. And he goes, we don't need to worry about him. Yes. Or yeah. something like that. I can't say verbatim, but I remember he said like, it was something of the sort. Like, uh, yeah, so like, this way nobody has to worry about you. Oh yeah. my God, bro! I was like, "You fucking asshole, man!" <laughs> and then freaks out about Candyland, and yeah, it's- yeah, yeah. I actually, someone texted me at that time, so I missed the beginning of that Candyland scene. Um, and then I see Tony Collette, like you know, like like you know, he's like, "Oh, we should just break the rules." And I'm like, "What happened?" So she told me what happened that you know he only moved that one piece and all that. And I was like, "What the? Who cares, bro?" It's Candyland, man. I was, just I was yeah, it's, it's just serious. He goes, "It's fucking Candyland," you know. <laughs> But um, but yeah, dude, I I I can't recommend this movie enough. Now I actually want to pro- I'll probably watch it again by the end of this week because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. That makes you me so happy. You yeah, want to go to that water park? I, I really want to live in that water park, even though it doesn't look like there's anything too different about it as compared to other water parks. It feels like home. It feels mm-hmm. like something. I wish I had one in my hometown where I could just go to whenever I feel like it. Everybody knows each other there. They skip. I've noticed this. Those three kids skip lines like crazy and nobody cares. Well, nobody cares. They do have a a small line on the announcement that says that you can get a priority pass for whatever it was. It was when uh, Caitlin was doing one of the PA announcements and said, yeah, if you want to skip the lines, have a priority pass. So in my head canon, they all have priority passes and they're just walking up to the front. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Uh, That that water park definitely reminds me of Wet n Wild in Orlando. Sadly, you know, now deceased. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't exist no more. I mean, we still have the, in West Palm, we have the Rapids water park. Uh, yeah, kinda, it, 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 remind, it reminded me of the Rapids. So I was just like, man, I got to go to the Rapids now with the kids, man. You know, yeah, let me, I let miss me, going to Wet n Wild over the summers, man. That was the let best. Me tell you, I, I might get shunned for saying this shit, but there's so much praise for uh, Adventureland with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and, and Kristen Stewart. And I thought this was going to, it has that it, same feel 
to this. And even though I think Adventureland came out when, like 2010 or 11 around there? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of Adventureland. Like, I, I really, I didn't like that movie. I thought it was very dull, boring. So I thought this, this probably one of the, I guess subconsciously, one of the reasons I was probably avoiding it, water park, theme park, the whole nine, you know? And I was kind of like so let down with Adventureland, I didn't care. This shits on that movie 10 out of 10 times. Like, it's just a way better film. Um, but I, I don't know if you guys want to start jumping into the categories. Yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's take a dive into it. So we're in jumping to our categories here. Our first one, as always, is best scene. One of the big ones immediately. James, you are a guest, and you've seen this movie probably more than all of us. What is the best? Combined. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, it's actually the scene you alluded to earlier. It's it's Duncan and Owen at the top of the lifeguard stand having that conversation about he called me a three. Okay. Um, Liam James just crushes that scene. Um, and Sam Rockwell crushes every scene he's ever in. So, I mean, Everything. the two of them there, it's, it's so powerful to see, you know, the anguish in his face. And it's almost re reminiscent to me of, um, of Good Will Hunting. Uh, Sam Rockwell is is like you know it's, it's, uh, it's Robert, okay. Robert, it's Robert Williams. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not your fault. Like there there's so much empathy in in his in his eyes and his delivery. You can tell that you know he had something you know like that happened to him. He probably had an abusive father or stepfather. It's kind of said in dialogue. He's like, just trust me, I know. Um, so he knows exactly. Yeah, it's it's something that that he was able to just convey all that empathy in in a short scene it's it's not really long but it's so powerful like i said liam james just absolutely just crushes it he he's brought to tears every line that he delivers has just an honesty to it it doesn't feel like he's overacting it feels like a real 14 year old kid is just going through hell and he needed some help and owen's there to give it to him he's just there with some sage advice a shoulder to cry on um and some really uh just a strong male role model. He's he's like that older brother, that father figure that he really needed, and and he lives up to that role. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with a, another Sam Rockwell and Duncan scene. I'm gonna go with the first time they meet at that little pizza shop while he's playing Pac-Man. I love this scene because it, it establishes it establishes yeah my quarter it establishes right away just the type of person Sam Rockwell is. This strange boy just walks over to you and watches you play Pac-Man. And instead of you saying, hey, get away, or just not talking to him at all, here, take my quarter. Don't follow patterns in life. Go ahead. I want to see my name at the top of this, and then I'll see you again. Like, immediately, you're like, this is a good person. This is somebody that this kid needs. And so you see their dynamic right away. Liam James is kind of thrown off by it. Duncan is. He's a little thrown off by it. Oh, wow. Why is this person being so nice to me? And you can tell that Owen sees something inside of Duncan immediately. And that's why I love this scene so much. It's good. The banter is great. I, f I know most of this film with Sam Rockwell is uh, improvised. So to even think about that on top of it, that Sam Rockwell is able to come up with these lines that just feel so natural, it makes it even better. So that's why this is my favorite scene. Um, and then, Jada, we're going to throw it to you. Um. James kind of took my scene, but I had a backup just in case somebody picked it. Um, I Same honestly, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that. It, it, it's such a great scene, but I just want to shine light on a the pop lock scene. Mm -hmm. So the first time, first day on the job, 
um, you know, they're, they're dancing on cardboard. They can't do that. You know, liability, X, Y, Z, whatever. And Maya Rudolph goes to Sam Rockwell and Sam Rockwell being Owen, the character that he is, it's just like, Hey kid, first day on the job, go take care of that shit. You know? <laughs> and I love, it was, Maya Rudolph did say it when she goes, you got lucky that it didn't turn out to be anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, but just the way Owen was like, I mean, not Owen, I'm sorry, Duncan kind of went in there being himself, but he was just like, again, and this is why I kind of think he did have autism, even though they didn't say it, is because he took everything so literal, which is something autistic kids do, right? Um, I don't know if I said the story, and this is a slight deviation to what we're talking about, but um, I remember one time um, my son hid his sister my daughter, right? Just hit her in the face. And I had to give him that we don't hit girls talk and this and oh, no, actually before that, I'm sorry, this is the point of the story. So he hit her and I grab him. And I'm pissed, obviously. And I'm like, hit her again, like hit her again, you know. And he looks at me, he goes, all right, boom, smack the shit at her again. <laughs> but it's because he took what I said, literal, and he does that all the time. Like hey, he and now when I say something in a joking matter, I smile at him and he goes, is this a joke dad? And I was like, yes. And then he goes, oh, okay. So that's kind of like, you know, where, so I noticed that he takes everything literal. And this is another reason why I connected to the Duncan character so much, but that scene where he does it. And I just love that. And again, it, it's a one-off and Maya Rudolph said, you got lucky. Cause that scene was very lucky. How, when he's trying to take the cardboard, at least here in Miami, man, usually if something like that shit happens, dude, you're, it's going to be, you know, those are fighting words. You're going to end up fighting the person. And everybody here, for the most part, because I have very genuine friends, and I hate that we're so, um, people are stereotypes that, you know, we're like mean fucking people. Because overall, we are a very shallow crowd here. But there are some goodness. Like, I get asked all the time if I'm actually from Miami because they say that I'm very nice, which I hate that because I'm like, dude, there's so many nice people around. I have great friends, you know, but anyways, um, I just love that crowd. I loved, I don't know if they just noticed that he was a little awkward and then they're like, Hey man, like, you know, I know you're just doing your job because he obviously had this shirt on and then they're like, show me your moves. And the way they trying to make him break out of that shell and how they, you know, knighted him, you know, pop lock, I love that scene because I'm like, fuck. Like, again, I go back to, like, I, if something like that were to happen here, um, I wish that my son gets treated this way. You know, I wish that would have been, that, that, like, that everyone can be that kind. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that I loved about this world that at, um, what, I forget the place of the theme park's name, man. Um, uh, wet, wet, uh, something. Waterways. Waterways. Yeah, I'm like, with something. Waterways they were just so kind and so just genuinely nice people all around, you know, but I ended up loving, loving, loving that scene. And I love the scene at the end where, you know, he, you know, uh, does the, the slide challenge and he ends up, you know, he ends up beating, uh, Owen and, um, and just everybody just chanting his name and he felt wanted. And, you know, I just love that from going from feeling so shitty right before the beginning of the summer to like him wanting to like not leave you know like this this was his this was the place where he felt the most comfortable i just absolutely love like every like um duncan scene where he um 
where he just felt wanted for me was like a standout scene where I'm like, fuck yeah, like that's the way the world should be, you know? Well, that, but, brings, um, me, that brings me to our next category, the best line, because it's going to transition right into what you just said, Jader. Because my pick for best line comes from James's favorite scene while they're up at the top deck. And it's what Owen says to him that there's a world out there for you, Duncan. Don't settle. Not yet. And not that's, yet. Yeah. That's where Duncan is crying his heart out. I don't want to leave. Uh, this is the only place I'm happy. And Owen's showing him that the world, there's other places in this world where you're going to be happy. Don't be scared. Don't settle for here. Like there's more, you're going to find something out there for you, Duncan, that makes you happy because you're a special person. And that makes me feel warm inside hearing that line. Don't settle. Always shoot for something better. And I, I just connected that so well. And like you're alluding to Jader with your thing. Every time he feels wanted, that's the point where he's felt the most wanted is I've made it here. I can feel like I can make it anywhere now. And that that's was my line. Is it really? <laughs> that was my line. Yeah, dude, I wrote it down. <laughs> but um, but um, I mean, we can also, I can also go with the. I love when he when he's about to do the challenge, right? And he says, "Don't die wondering, man," because they're like, "Oh, well, what? I, what? I, I love that line. Don't die, don't die wondering." He just dives in there. Love that shit. It was just like a release for him, you know. Yes. So this is gonna be very quick because you took my shit. So there you go. Yeah, perfect, James. What's your best line? Um, I also would have went with that line, um, <laughs> but I do have a backup, and it's a it's more of a line. It's it's a paragraph, but right. it is return to your lady friend, Duncan. Please return to your lady friend. Let her know that we are talking about her, um, and this is very awkward for you. Uh, I love that interaction with uh with uh, Owen on the PA system. Uh, Sam Rockwell had so much fun doing the PAs. They said that, uh, you know, he would often just improvise picking up the PA system and just start talking on it. Um, and forgetting, you know, that this is a working water park as they're doing this <laughs> scene, he would often say things that were completely inappropriate. <laughs> and um, had uh, the owner had to come over and talk to him because he mentioned, you know, something about herpes one time. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is a family park. You can't be doing that. But, oh my god, dude. I mean, I just I would love to see some of those outtakes. Uh, but yeah, Sam Rockwell uh just brought so much comedy to this. So yeah, to to go from one end of the spectrum with uh the line that you guys picked with there's so much uh heart and so much um just love behind it to another scene, comedy. another line where there's just so much comedy, so much levity, but also a lot of heart to it because you can tell that him and uh Roddy both love this kid, you know. They, mm -hmm. they see themselves as younger, you know, they want to help nurture him and break him out of his shell, make him, you know, find out, you know, more about girls and become, you know, a, a more friendly person, a more open person. And this is just them, you know, being able to tease him. And, and really, you, you see his response back that, you know, uh, during the, the scene a little earlier where he's like, well, why, why are you over here talking to us? He goes, well, why are you over here why talking you? to me? I'll, I'll go right back. And you can see... That he's finally, you know, kind of a part of the crew at that. Kind point. of like breaking out of the shell and all that. I love that. But give me yeah. one second, guys. So I mean, also, like in that same scene too, you see that he's now introducing um, Susanna to the park, and he gives the same exact speech that Owen gives him to her. Like he's he's finally he's trying to become like Owen because he feels like that's who I need to be like in order to be happy. Yeah, he's got it all figured out in his life. So that's that's who I want to be. And I love seeing when these the way this movie does it happens so naturally. It doesn't feel forced or rushed. You could see that he's taking those little steps every now and then to finally breaking out and being the person he's always really wanted to be. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, he's only happy when he's at the park. Like if you see when he when he gets back home and as he's riding up on his bicycle, every time his face just kind of shifts down and he's just yes. so sad to walk in the door or he's hiding behind the garage because he doesn't want anybody to see that he's home waiting for them to go to bed. Then he'll sneak in. Yep. He, just, he doesn't want to do with anything there because he knows how toxic that household is. You know, it's, it's him and his mom are, are kind of like in enemy territory because Trent and his daughter, you know, it's their house their rules you know and and they just feel like outsiders in their own home he never feels comfortable there and and the party scenes are so awkward not the party at the lifeguard or at the water park dinner parties yes i felt that so much just like oh i don't know any of these people i don't want to interact with them and then the mom's like you know go get the clams go try this (laughs) you can you feel that you're like i don't want to eat those clams either i know what he's feeling um Brings me to casting what ifs. There's really not much when it comes to a small independent movie. There's not many casting what ifs. I did find one and it's in the directing category. And Sean Levy was originally attached to direct this, but then he went on to do a night at museum battle of the Smithsonian. So I feel like we got our right path here with Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. I feel like they, it made sense for them to direct it, especially with Jim Rash connecting to Duncan so well. And this is kind of his story in a way. So that's why I feel like we got the right directors for it all in the end. Um, but that's going to bring me to the Mahershala Ali Award for Best Sharpshooter. And Jader, I'm going to start with you with this. The character who does the most in the least amount of time. Uh, Betty, which is uh, Alison Janney's character. Okay. I loved her so much. Just the opening, like just the way she is that like kind of cougar-esque wild lady going going in like i don't know it just every, and every like i don't know she's just a powerhouse actress for me um actually everybody here because i love tony collette so much i think i think there's just there's both such great actresses right um but betty's character i don't know what it was that every the her putting the the patch over her kid and worrying about that and you know like it, it, it was, she was just so funny in the very beginning that she instantly like it was one of those characters where i'm like i like her you know mm-hmm. so uh allison jenny for me is it was was my pick for for a sharpshooter james who do you got uh i'm going to go with maya rudolph um okay. maya rudolph as caitlin um really grounds owen like she's the only one that can kind of get him to act like a human male. I mean, a, an adult male. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's, he's got the Peter Pan syndrome where he's just, you know, wants to be a boy forever. Um, and Caitlin's the only one that can kind of keep him, you know, to his actual right age. And Maya Rudolph's always great in everything. So when she shows up for her little two minute scenes, every 20 minutes, it's always so good. Um, and it, it, the love story between them, like, if you're just reading the lines and you're reading the script, it's not really there. Uh, it was yeah. originally supposed to be a younger actress. It was just going to be like a teenager that works at the the park. And then when they cast Maya, they decided they wanted to have some sort of a love story in there. So Jim Rash even told her, it's like, all right, it's not in the script. You guys just kind of have to do it with, you know, the way you say things and, and do it with glances and looks. And she is able to pull it off perfectly. You no, can see how like, she loves Owen where you know, she's only supposed to be there for one summer and here it is three years later because of him. And, and you feel that relationship between them every time she's, she's on screen. I actually really like that scene a lot. Um, the way she, that, the, it was the delivery, obviously, because she gets so pissed off with him, right? Right before that scene. And then they had the party scene where everybody just eases up a little bit, which Jim Rash in that scene with the water guns and all that shit killed me. It was so great. Yeah. Uh, but the way that she said, I was only supposed to be here for one summer that it turned into three. I just wanted to make sure 
that it's not a complete waste of time because the reason I stayed was you. And I was just like, fuck, bro. I felt that shit, man. I was and like, earlier, when she got pissed off at better. him. Yeah. Do better, dude. Like, come when on, she got really pissed better. off at him before and she goes, that's it. It's just a job now. It's like, yeah. oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I honestly thought the way the story was going to go, again, being a cliche thing, because, you know, we see so many movies like, oh, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. Trent is a dick. Uh, he's going to fall in love with Duncan and he's going to be like, holy shit, he's going to, the mom's going to look for him one time that he's not around. She, she sees Sam Rockwell, Rob, Rockwell falls in love with her. He becomes a stepdad. I loved that I was completely wrong because I didn't want that to be like uh, that cliche shit. You know, I love that Maya, because when I saw Maya Rudolph, I was like, oh, I don't see them as a couple, like, you know, and then slowly as scenes start happening and it, you actually nailed it right there when she says, this is just a job now. I'm like, Man, I'm kind of rooting for you guys. I really don't. I really hope it's not going to be Tony Collette at the end of this movie. I want it to be Maya Rudolph. You know. So, I love how you said you're going to be spoiler free and then just throw the spoilers all out there. Sorry, yes, yeah, here's, yeah, a spoiler. No, here's a spoiler. Fuck it, bro. I'm sorry. Um, I went with someone who might be in the movie a little bit too much, but I feel like we need to shout her out, and that's Anna Sophia Robb as yes. uh, Susanna, because I don't know. How, I don't know how often we're going to talk about it throughout this, but she. When I was younger, when I watched this, she was like instantly became like a, a celebrity crush right there. You know, like she's like she understands someone like Duncan is she connects to him. And like there's really no it, they don't take it to the next level with their relationship. It's very slow and natural and progresses the right way. And let me tell you, the moment where he leans in for that kiss and she, oh, man, you feel that. I felt it. I was like, no, man, no, go. I'm like, fuck. Man, this, like, this is not the worst. This is the worst time to do it. Like, you should not have done it right there, man. Um, but everything feels so real. She makes him feel comfortable. And it's because Anna Sophia Robb is such a great actress at this time. Like, I was, it was like maybe a couple months ago, I saw her pop up in this movie called Words on Bathroom Walls. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what happened to this woman? Where has she been these past, I don't know how many years? I thought she was going to be the next big thing. Something like a Saoirse Ronan or Florence Pugh. Like, what happened to her? Yeah, but, she hit it real big, like, right out the gate, you know, with because of Winn-Dixie and um, Terra 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 Terra. Terra. Yeah. and uh, like, yeah, she, she came off strong. And then just the last few years, um, I actually literally just put words on bathroom walls on my Netflix queue today because I wanted to see uh, how she does in that. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to see her on more things. She's a really good actress. She yeah. just always has like a, a very um, convincing way. She she feels genuine in all of her performances. Um, mm -hmm. She's a very natural actress. She is. A, that's why I feel like I don't know if she, you guys would qualify her for this award, but I feel like she's not in it too much, but in it just enough. Yeah. Their conversations feel real. And, and even them walking around the water park or the first time they really talk to each other when they're on the balconies of each other's houses. And he ends the conversation with I think it's going to be a really hot summer. And you can tell she's like, okay, this kid's got something. Even though I'm going to go back inside now, he's got something that I'm interested in. She peaks yeah. her right there. So yeah. I, I really enjoy Anna Sophia Robin this. We move on to the Bill Murray Award for Best Cameo. Um, Jader, I'm going to throw it to you. And actually, no, James, let's throw it to you this time. Who's your pick for this? Um, I There's not really a cameo. Um, no. Yeah, yeah so, that's what I, same thing with me. So the way that I did it was I went with somebody that was also a sharpshooter, somebody that was been very few scenes, and that's Jim Rash himself. Um, Jim Rash as Lewis is only in a couple handful of scenes, but every one of his deliveries as this miserable person who's just stuck in this place of joy just made me laugh every time. It's like, yeah, your mother, 
I have two dads. So I have jokes two dads. On jokes on you. That I laughed out loud, like battle laugh out loud. I was shit was. So, I didn't expect that answer. So it's like, yeah, I, don't have any so if you sit down, your balls will fall out. I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that I love the scene at the end where he's saying goodbye and he's just there yes, in the background. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. That's so great, dude. I mean, we all know Jim Rath from Community and everything. He's a killer yeah. comedic actor. So, yeah, every time he was on screen, it just made me laugh and happy. Yeah, no, no. I uh, Go ahead, Kyle. No, I mean, it's funny when he gets squirted in the face with the water gun. He's like, my doctor told me not to get water on my face, even though he works at a water park. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Jader, you didn't have one for this? I did. I went with Roddy, actually, which is funny. Yeah. And it's both, both the directors. So I went with Roddy, man. I thought he was just a cool fucking sleazeball. But, he, you know, he's sleazy, but not in a sleazy way, but a little sleazy. But um, just the way he... He, he uh, you know, how I love, and that's another scene that I absolutely love. It's when you see Owen kind of copying what Roddy does go, you know, hold, hold. Like, I loved all that. Um, where, where, you know, like, uh, not Owen, I keep saying Owen, dude, Duncan, Duncan. yeah, Duncan. Um, where, uh, where Duncan's copying everything that Roddy does, but Roddy's just, he's just a cool guy, you know, he's kind of like the other, uh, the other Owen, and the way he's just again, um, very accepting of Duncan and even um, uh, Peter's uh, yeah, Peter, the little kid, Peter, right. The one with the eye uh, and how he just lets them in and he's like, you know, let's have some fun. And it's just a back and forth, man. So I thought, again, it was more than a cameo, but he was he didn't have enough screen. He's probably what in the movie, like 10, 15 minutes total, probably, yeah. you know? So I, I thought that was he, my other was thing too. Yeah. 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 No, I had mine was, mine was Roddy <laughs> or Lewis. It was going to be either one of those. So that was pretty cool. So it was hard for me to pick one. And I figured my, if there's not a clear and obvious answer, might as well go with something fun. So I went with an actor named Jake Picking. Yes. Who, he plays Chad. And it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie where uh, Steph stands up and she's like, Chad, I want to go in the water. And he's like, so go. Go in the water. Please <laughs> <laughs> like, say, I'm throwing my ball or something <laughs> Chad, it's, it's great delivery because you can tell like he just doesn't want to be with her anymore. And also... I want to move on to this, to the Gary Oldman Everyone Award for Best Overacting. It is clearly Steph in this. I think Steph is just way over the top. It's just it's like, oh, enjoy therapy. I'm saying it's like just being this, the very stereotypical, bitchy, like type of sister. Like she thinks she's just too good for everyone else. And that's like, that's why I go with her for this. She annoyed me the most out of everybody I mean, Steve Carell is very annoying, but in a good way because that's how you're supposed to be. Huh? He has, he has the. Uh, he's gonna get another award, which again I'm gonna present uh, a little bit later on. If you guys want to uh, talk about that, we will. But uh, but yeah, uh, I have Steph for overacting as well. I think, <laughs> I think no, it's it's true. Yeah. There was nobody else in this film that I was like, all right, no, too much. I there's no one, honestly. Um, and this is one of the ones that I ended up, holy shit, I have to connect my MacBook before I die. Give me one sec. Continue. My bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to hop in here with Steph then too, because, um, it, the scene at the end when she is trying to wash the dishes for, um, for Tony Collette's character, I didn't feel that. That's the only mm -hmm. time like she's not making a change. She, right. It doesn't feel natural. It feels like she's just doing it because her character is supposed to do it. But as a character herself, it doesn't work because you. I haven't seen an arc for you. I don't see you getting better. You're like, Susanna, let's go in the water. It doesn't work. It's super annoying. So 
She's my pick for uh, Gary Oldman, everyone overacting. James, what's your pick for this? Yeah, uh, Steph, I, I didn't feel overacting from Steph, and I don't actually feel overacting from my choice. Um, but I'm picking Allison Janney just because that character is so over the top. Um, yeah. Allison Janney is a wonderful actress. I love her. I love her in this character, but that character is just an 11. So that's that was my choice for this. I don't think she's uh, overacting. I, I think she's hitting the nail on the head. It's just like this type of person, much as I, I think Steph is actually uh, a real person. Like I can see both of them as being um, real people and not caricatures. Yeah. But Allison Janney's character is just so crazy. Um, and everything. She, yes, yes. I invited myself. Just deal with it and move on. Um, I loved her. Yeah, yes. I love her too. I love her in it, but her, she's like I said, she's she's cranked up to an eleven, so that's why I would pick Allison Janney for the Gary Oldman award. All right, what do we got? Are you back, Jader? Yeah, I'm good. Can you hear me or no? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. What, Jader? What? All right. So I'll jump into this real quick. Um, next category is usually interesting details, but. James kind of nailed two of them I already had, which was the Jim Rash, how this uh, script was inspired by the conversation with his, uh, his own stepfather. And that's kind of inspired the rest of the story. And then also Sam Rockwell making the herpes jokes. It's another great little detail. Um, another one I had was Steve Carell shot a scene in only 10 days, and he was on vacation while shooting this. So he originally had to turn down the role, but then they found out they're shooting so close to where he's vacationing that he could stop in and do his scenes. That's awesome. Jim Rash, when wow. he was doing location scouting, he was taking pictures of beach houses of what he wanted, and one of them just happened to be Steve Carell's in-law's house. Yeah, it kind oh, of feels wow. natural, right? Like that, it was always meant to happen. Yeah. Um, Jader, I want to throw you, what is your category that you're introducing? What is this new category? All right, the new category for this movie, and we can maybe keep it if you guys are down. I mean, okay. if you're, if you're down. It's called the See You Next Tuesday Award. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> And this is definitely going to Steve Carell, bro. Bro, I promise you that if I had Trent in front of my face, I would probably knock him the fuck out. Like, and I know I shouldn't be talking this way in my 30s and my, my 30s and all that, but honestly, he just he pissed me off so much. And the See You Next Tuesday award was actually going to go to Stephanie. Um, I actually did feel that... Um, when she washed the dishes, I was kind of like, all right, maybe she could change. She didn't. She still deserves this award just like her father did. You see but, her right um, at the end of the movie just saying, what are we doing here? When Yeah, exactly. Or oh, I hope you're happy. Side. Like all that yeah. shit, you know? Like, yeah. So I was just like, oh, no, you're just always going to be, you know, uh, you know, that word. So, but uh, I, the See You Next Tuesday award is going to be presented, I think, from now on. Or we're okay. just going to pick somebody that sucked during the film. So right. um, Tuesday award is that what we're yeah, naming? This, it? <laughs> no, no, no. So the see you next Tuesday award, and I loved it because it was a line in this film that made me laugh so loud, so so hard. I was like, bro, I've never heard that before, and I think it's so freaking funny. Where we were watching the movie, and you know, Addison Janney's character goes, "Oh, we're not talking to I forgot the family starts with a K. Um, we're not talking to this family." And then she goes to Tony Collette's character, and she goes, hey, "Are you gonna talk to them? You don't you you, you don't have to not not talk to them, but I'm not talking to them." And then they're like, um, and I don't even want to get into what they, uh, what's going on. Let's just say they called me a see you next Tuesday to my face. Killed me. Yes. 
killed me. And I was like, I am writing this shit down. It was going to go for one of my favorite lines, but I wanted to get more heartfelt. Um, but I'm like, that would be a great award to give. I, I did it with the boys. Uh, with the, the when we were reviewing the boys, when I was reviewing the show with Silvestrini and uh, Larry Payne and um, Chris, mm -hmm. so we did have this award. But I just love the wording on it so much here, where I'm um, like, we got to keep this on the show. It's so freaking funny. And there's always that one character that you're gonna hate. Usually you'll know who it is, but there's also you know we can just it, we can play around with this so much. So uh, so yeah, that's the award. The See You Next Tuesday award. I don't know if you guys wanted to give it to anybody else. Um, but I feel Steve Carell is the one that deserves it the most in this film. I mean, if you don't give it to Steve Carell, I don't know like if you watch the movie because <laughs> he he is the prototypical. He's what every kid fears when their mom is single. You don't want a, this guy who is such a dick, but he's also not a dick in front of your mom. So you can't convince your mom otherwise that he's what he's doing. He's such right a now. douche name too. No offense to any Trent out there, but Trent's such a douche name. <laughs> um, he's so good in this though. Like, it's, it's hard. It's one of those. No, it's, it's, he's great in it. And that's what, like, that's why you got to give him this award. Cause he's never seen in this light. Like not, not as far as I can remember, I can't even think of a character where he's like half this bad. You know, uh, fox catcher. Oh, that's true. Fuck yeah, absolutely, fox catcher. He is a dick in that too. Vice. What? Yeah. Vice. Vice. No, so yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen Vice. So this, this is the douchiest he's ever been in any movie, and I feel like he's never gonna top this. Like this is one of those undiscovered performances that I feel like people are gonna go back to and be like, "That's Steve Carell." Yeah. That was, it was kind of the beginning of his dramatic phase not, because he was doing comedy for quite a while, and then. <laughs> I lost you guys for a sec. Uh oh. You good? Okay, there we are. All right. Yeah, he was doing he was doing comedy for most of his career. Like, you know, Anchorman, 40-year-old virgin, and then office. And then out of nowhere comes all this dramatic stuff. And it's I mean, beautiful boy and vice and foxcatcher. They all come along. And now it feels like he's slowly transitioning back to comedy right now. Um, Space Force wasn't very funny at all. But I like to see Steve Carell show both sides and i feel like this might be it's tough this might be his best dramatic performance to me because it feels like he if he feels like trent yeah yeah no it he crushes like steve yeah crushes dude he crushes. Yeah, i have nothing to add it's definitely steve carell yeah uh let's move on to apex mountain then uh one of our two final big awards uh this is the point in someone's career where it never got better for them after this but they were at the top they either their best performance or the most pull they had in hollywood whatever it may be um, you can have to find this award the way you want. And Jader, I'm going to start with you here. Is there anyone who qualifies for Apex Mountain? It's, it's the guy that I have. It's not that he, this is his best. It's my favorite of his. And I know that's not the way we award this, but, um, I actually want to give this to Jim Rash. Um, I loved him in community. I think he was great, but just the way the story he gave me for me is his best, you know? Uh, so far, I know he's written a bunch of shit. Um, I know he's acted in a bunch of shit. I know he's directed, but for me, it's it's um, it, it's just I love the story that he gave me with this so much. Where I'm like, I don't think, and again, it was just my love for this film. This is because like it became instantly one of my favorite films. This is how much I really really enjoyed watching this. Um, and I'm like, I don't think he's ever gonna uh, you know, 
Top it. Top it, man. I don't think so. You know, I, I wish he did. I give me something better than this, you know, but I don't think so. Cause I, I was looking at IMDB. I know he wrote the screenplay for the, the descendants. Mm -hmm. I know he wrote a, a episode in community, uh, this movie, uh, downhill, which came well, out you last year. In Matt Faxon with this award then too, cause Jim Rash yeah. and our directing duo. Um, yeah. I also had them for this award because yeah. of downhill. I did not like that movie at all. I thought that movie was just annoying. I didn't feel like they understood the characters the way that the original uh, foreign film then uh, forced the genre. So this, looking at them doing the way, way back, as opposed to downhill, it feels like two completely different things. And as soon as I was done watching this movie for the first time, I wanted to see what else they had done because I felt like they created such a world and a story that I can connect with. I want to connect with more things that they've done and they really haven't done much. So that's why I feel like this is their apex right here. Um, I also feel like you can throw in Liam James, but also his career is so young at this point that I don't know if it's going to get better for him. But at the same time, what have you guys seen Liam James in ever since this film? Is there anything? Nope. He's been doing TV. Like, yeah. seemed, and that's He's the thing. The killing and something else. I think it was The Killing. The Killing? Yeah. I, I just feel like he should Oh, be he was in The Killing. Yep. Yeah. After this film, I feel like he should have been so much more. Yeah. He just, for some reason, he's not. Um, James, do you have any picks for this category? Yeah, it's Liam James. That's exactly it. Okay. Um, yeah, he he's done a few movies before this. He was in like 2012 and and a couple other things that that are very forgettable. But not only is like this just his best performance, I think it is a fantastic performance. It's it's mm -hmm. one of those um, roles where he has to play this awkward weird you know 14 year old kid and he plays a really good awkward weird 14 year old kid like he's so believable as duncan i don't know how he is in his real life if this was a challenge for him to to play that i don't know if he is an outgoing person or if he's more introverted but he was so believable as duncan and like i said earlier on you know that scene with him and sam rockwell he has to give so much of himself in that scene and even the scene um, confronting Trent, um, he's he's just got to be so out there and so big, but not go over the top. And he doesn't. He gets right to the level he needs to be. And it's such a powerful performance from a really young actor. Um, I'm excited to see what he could do. Um, I I haven't seen The Killing, so I don't know whether he's doing really well on that show. Or I haven't seen a, the other things that, that he's been doing um, with TV. Um, but... You know, I, I want to see him in more things and maybe, you know, down the road, he'll do some stuff that that is uh, competitive with this. But I think right now this is his his best performance by far. Yeah, I didn't remember that he was from The Killing until right now that you just said he's I'm like, oh, my God, that's who he is. I'm like, because the whole time I was watching the movie and I didn't want to like IMDb anything right away because I, I, I was in the movie. Um, but I'm like, man, I've seen this kid somewhere. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think I have it. I don't know. I because I, I could have sworn I had it. But he also I had seen like young Sean. If you watch Psych, he was young Sean for a while when they did the, like the flashbacks. Um, no, I've never seen Psych. I hear it's excellent. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Uh, started watching that like last year. So I'm like five seasons deep, and like in season five, it changes to a new kid. But yeah, he okay. does like the first four seasons of the flashbacks. Yeah, I feel like no. Logan Merman stole his career. Like it was right there for him, and yeah. Lerman just stepped right in. And then he's like, "All right, I'll try again." And then Dylan O'Brien's like, "Just hold on a sec. Just hold on, bro. Yeah, just give me, give, maybe wait a couple more years." Um, it sucks because Liam James is a great actor. I want to see what he does next, but just 
I don't know. It hasn't gotten better for him yet when I would have expected it to. Yeah, there's a lot of competition for that that age group right now. Yes. You have a lot of really talented young actors around that same age. So it's it's a pretty competitive field right now. Yeah. Um, and let's finally let's end this uh, show with who won the movie. Uh, James, you're a guest. Who's the pick? I feel like this pick is kind of obvious, but let's let's see what we say. Uh, who's your pick for this? Yeah, this is the Sam Rockwell Award. <laughs> it's the Sam Rockwell Award. Um, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it's unanimous, it, right? It can't be anybody other than Sam Rockwell. The first time I saw this, I, I didn't know the story, and I got nervous um, when Sam offers him the ride. I was like, oh, no, is this going to be, like, a creepy guy? And mm-hmm. when he dropped him off, and I was like, all right, then I can take that breathe, that breath, that sigh of relief. And then you just love Sam Rockwell for the entire movie. And every subsequent time, it's like, I want a friend like him. I want uh, to be like him where I'm just accepting of absolutely everybody and just try to nurture their weirdness. You know, yeah. we, we all need a little bit more of Owen, you know, in us. Absolutely. Jader, is this your pick too? It was, but you know what? Let's uh, let's switch it around, man. Uh, I'll give this award to Liam James. Um, I think he he was a, such a standout. Yeah, we all want to be like Owen, but just Liam James. Uh, Duncan's story for me was what really, really did capture me. You know, um, again, just resonating, grabbing on, just seeing my son in him, um, and seeing him being able to break out of that shell. Um, and the journey that Liam took us on for me was like, again, he, I, I've said this before where, you know, sometimes the, uh, the audience is the real winner here because this movie was fantastic, but, um, just, you know, I wanted to see more of Duncan's character. I wanted to see what was going to happen. I didn't want the movie to end to be completely yeah. honest with you. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want that movie to end. I'm like, man, they're going back already. Like there's so much more to like, it was just, it was just phenomenal. So um i'll give it to him man honestly because you know what let's say he doesn't get that break again uh he gave us one hell of a movie you know and one hell of a journey and and again one that i'm gonna repeat to a lot of my friends that uh they should take this journey and watch this film because you know it's just it was just so much great in this movie uh again uh directing the pacing the writing uh acting the uh it's 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 a great film like honestly it's all it's fucking awesome it's a lot of responsibility for a young actor too to carry the weight of this film like he has to carry so much of it dramatically and he kicks it you know and just knocks it out of the park he knocks it out of the park he really does so Uh, i also went with sam rockwell and i think he's the ultimate role model to me this is somebody that you look up to that you want to have as your mentor that you want to have you you feel like he he can take on the world with you and Sam Rockwell just brings out the confidence, and I feel like almost anybody, if you can do it for for uh, Duncan, I feel like you do it for all of us. And it might not be his best performance, Sam Rockwell, but I think it's my favorite because yes, he's great in Three Billboards and in Moon and and everything that he's ever done. Sam Rockwell's just one of the most phenomenal actors we have out there. But I. This is the movie where I think when I think of Sam Rockwell, this is the first movie I think of. Me too. Yeah, it's that. No, it's number one. I always remember Owen the lifeguard, and I want to go to that water park and run into him, even though it's a movie; it doesn't exist. But Sam Rockwell, I feel like, it, whenever I look back at his career, this is going to be the first movie I ever go to. So Sam Rockwell to me easily wins this. Guys, any final thoughts on the way way back? Watch it. Yeah. Okay. 
I know this is, uh, this is such an underrated film, and I guarantee you um, a lot of people have not seen me, exactly me included. You know, I was I was part of the bunch until like two days ago. Um, just go and watch it. I mean, support it any way you can. Just spread that word, even though, you know, it's been over. It's been a long time since, since it came out. It's been seven years. Um, but this is just such a phenomenal film. It's, it's a, it's a feel good movie. If you ever just, again, I I've said it earlier, if you ever want a movie to just hug you back and just make you feel good, just watch this, you know? Yeah. I'm so, so glad to hear you say that. Um, like I said, this is the movie that I always recommend because I don't think enough people know about it. And yeah. so the more people that I can turn on to this, the better. And to hear that you're a way, way back convert. Just, oh, I love it. It makes me yeah. happy. It makes no. me happy. Now it's, oh, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, it, it's always there whenever I'm just feeling down, need a, a movie hug. It's, it's a perfect movie hug. Um, and it's, it's just, it's one of those, those comfort films. It's a big warm blanket and it's really funny, man. It's, it's, got everything you really want to do like uh you you want to have a cry you want to have a laugh you want to yeah. a smile you want to do anything this movie's got it all and this is and at the end this of the is day literally, sorry, i'm sorry this is no, literally the second time i've ever used that analogy the first time i ever used it was when i saw peanut butter falcon where yeah. i was like this is a movie just hugged me and said hey it's gonna be all right you know um yeah. and this is a say and it very very worthy to of that analogy um, it was fantastic. I can't thank you enough for recommending this movie to be completely honest with you. There's some films that we've done here. Um, and overall the people, when we have guests, we've overall, we've seen, I've, we've seen a lot of movies, you know? Um, so overall when a guest picks something, we're like, all right, I've seen it. I just got to retouch on it. And so I always like getting, uh, seeing a new film and just loving it the way that I, that, that I did this one. It just makes this show worth, you know, coming on weekly and just find discovering new films. Um, so again, thank you for recommending this one. I cannot oh, yeah. not recommend this enough. It's so great. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Jader and Kyle show guys. Uh, thank you to all of you for joining us, for watching along all those who have commented along. Thank you guys for you know taking part of this and thank you, James, for uh, picking this movie and coming on the show. It was a pleasure to have you. I hope you had a good time. Yeah. And thank you guys for having me. It was great. Um, I love talking about this movie. I love recommending this movie uh, and I appreciate you guys, you know, having me on to do that. Absolutely. Plug what you want to plug, man. What do you have going on in your life? Um, yeah, uh, new season of the Schmodown's coming up, so we'll see. You know where I land there. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox. Not so much on Instagram, but at uh, Gator Twenty Four. It's G Four T O R Twenty Four. And I'll be popping up here, there, and everywhere. You'll see me on the PJ Campbell Network a lot, doing uh, the watch-alongs and doing a lot of the shows on that network as well. Nice. Awesome, man. Uh, Jader, you got any final things you want to say? Nope, that's it. You guys know where to find us. Uh, Infamous J13 on Instagram, Jader on Facebook. And uh, yeah, look out for the showdown. We have a draft uh, coming next week. We'll see where we land. I'm excited for this, super excited for this season. And uh, hopefully, I get some way, way back questions, man. <laughs> hopefully, it gets me. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Another episode of the Jader and Kyle show.